I am in my new office, in my new apartment, and also my hair is blue and I have braces. Sorry, you guys, a lot of changes, I know. And I'm sure it's very jarring if you didn't watch my video about big life updates. Here it is, take it all in. So today's video is actually gonna be a part two to last week's video where I dispel some autism stereotypes. But before I get into that part of the video, I want to quickly say on here that these videos are not meant to invalidate people on the spectrum if they don't relate to my experience. What my channel is supposed to be and what my videos are supposed to be is just another space on the internet where people can find some sort of community and relatability to their experiences. I do understand that when it comes to talking about the autistic experience, the only people that are pretty much capable of doing that are higher functioning autistic or lower support needs individuals because I guess we have the capacity to talk about those things. And I do truly understand that and I, I make space for it. But I will say I don't necessarily feel comfortable speaking on the behalf of people on the spectrum that are so different from me, if that makes sense. Like, I just don't feel like that's morally correct because I've seen autistic creators online who make these sweeping statements where it's very generalized and it's encompassing all autistic individuals when they're mostly speaking on their experiences and autistic individuals who relate to them and their spectrum. And so I feel like it's extremely important for me to distinguish that my experiences are very different but I'm, I feel like sometimes in doing so, people feel like I'm invalidating other people's experiences when I'm not speaking on it, if that makes sense. And that's something I'm genuinely not trying to do. And if there's any way for me to include other types of autistic individuals in a way that's not generalizing autism and is more inclusive, I would love to hear your suggestions in the comment section down below. Of course, I'm always learning, right? Um, I'm not a perfect human. I'm continually learning how to integrate things in a way that I resonate with and can honor my sense of purpose and my moral values. I'm definitely open to suggestions and all of that stuff, but what I'm not open to is people projecting their own interpretations of why I do what I do and what that means onto me, especially when it's negative projections because I simply just do not have the capacity to make space for that because I am not coming from a malicious place and I'm not blatantly being ignorant either. It's just, I think there's a respectful way to approach things like that. Everyone is allowed to struggle here and I really don't want us to begin to nitpick each other. We actually need to be coming together as much as we can in solidarity and in support of each other. So I just want you guys to know that this will always be a safe space for you to share your experiences if you resonate, but also most importantly, if your autistic experience is different. I will continue to be as diligent as I can be in the comment section in making sure that it is a safe space for everyone involved so that people don't feel scared to share their experiences or judged. I know all too well that most spaces in our lives don't feel safe like that so it's important for me to have that safe space here on my channel but yes you guys thank you for listening to this and respecting what i have to say now let's get back to the video 
Another autistic stereotype is that we are savants of some sort. This kind of goes hand in hand with another stereotype where autistic people are mentally disabled or have all of these learning disabilities or our IQ is extremely low. I feel like it's pretty obvious to recognize why these stereotypes are so harmful because it's just so black and white. You're either a genius savant who can play Beethoven songs at the age of two or you're so intellectually disabled that you can't even process anything and you're just there drooling, right? I feel like the savant aspect of autism puts such an intense pressure on autistic people to have a special skill to almost validate our disability or our neurotype. In reality, a lot of us don't have savant skills. You're either not autistic enough or you're too disabled to do another thing or accomplish another thing. It's like, where do you even fit? It's kind of like that topic of Asian Americans that got brought up this past two years or so where Asian Americans feel like they never really belong in the culture where their parents came from and we don't really belong here in America. The thing that I'm trying to highlight here is that it's just not fair to constantly be invalidated all the time and to deal with the inconsistencies of how one trait is used as an excuse to invalidate our autism and say that we don't need as much support or we don't deserve support while also being othered and scapegoated in so many situations for having those same type of traits because people identify you as someone that's different in negative ways and therefore now you have to pay the consequences of that. It's like you either pay the consequences of being an autistic person and in turn you are allowed to identify with the disability and get the support and accommodations you need or you're just not autistic and therefore you don't necessarily need those accommodations and you don't have to deal with those consequences of being an autistic person. It's just like, where do we draw the line or where do we finally create the understanding and space for level one autistic people to be able to exist and still get the support and understanding that they truly need and deserve. I myself, I don't really have any savant level skills. I could barely do basic math. I wasn't good in school, I wasn't book smart, and I don't even have like tactile skills that would be deemed special in any sort of way. And I'm also not necessarily intellectually disabled either. And this kind of goes into the next stereotype, which is because of our idea of what autism is, it elicits other people to infantilize you when they're interacting with you. I'm gonna share my experiences with infantilization or just the mind F that people go through when they find out I'm autistic. So I experience this very often in medical contexts, specifically when I'm talking to a doctor and we're having a flow of conversation and we're talking like this, right? And they're talking to me normally. They're not really slowing down their words. They're using their big medical terms. And one time when I was talking to a doctor in the middle of the conversation I brought up that I was autistic because he was asking about my job and of course my job is centered around autism I basically shared I was autistic and there was a point where he just kind of malfunctioned he paused and he looked at me and he didn't know what to do because I could see he wanted to begin to infantilize me and to talk to me a different way you know how people talk with kids just like oh that's really good for you oh I'm so proud of you you did a good thing 
thinking. You're so smart. You know, that type of way of talking, I could tell that he was fighting off the habit of doing that because he just spent the past five minutes having a normal conversation with me. And he was just like, but your autism doesn't seem that bad. First, he fought off the need to infantilize me. Second, he realized he didn't need to infantilize me, which must mean that my autism is not that bad. That's the only way to justify not needing to infantilize me. When in reality, I could go down a list of why my autism is that bad and all of the struggles that come with being autistic and the invisible struggles that I go through behind closed doors on my own or in front of my partner and all of the health issues that I have from being autistic. This conversation is so difficult because a lot of autistic people out there hate being infantilized because it's so dehumanizing and it's so degrading, right? I feel like people don't know how to support autistic people without infantilizing them. And I feel like that's ultimately what has to be discussed is what other ways can we help support autistic people? It's not a matter of not infantilizing them because they don't need support and they don't need accommodations and their autism is not that bad or infantilizing them because their autism is that bad and they do need support. It's more so about all autistic people are struggling in different ways. They all need support. It is considered a disability in how our society is today. And so therefore, how can we support all autistic people in a way that isn't dehumanizing and infantilizing? There's so many ways that we could support other people without talking down on them. With how much mental health is being highlighted in the recent years, we have all of the knowledge and tools at our hands and in our disposals to have ways that we can inquire or respond or reassure other people, other adults in a way that isn't demeaning, you know, just saying things like, yeah, so how does that affect you? That sounds really hard. I'm really proud of you for being able to keep regulating yourself or to keep maintaining this part of your life. Or that's really difficult to feel so dysregulated all the time. Like you, you could just say things like that. You don't have to be like, oh, that's so hard. I'm so proud of you for being able to do that. You know what I'm saying? All right, so another autistic stereotype is that we are all introverts and we don't really care for human connection. We're all just loners. So this is an extremely big stereotype. And for myself, I have taken many years to really digest how this impacts my life because for so many years, I always thought I was an introvert. I always thought I didn't really want to or need to be surrounded by people or to connect with others. And even many of my clients will say the same thing. They'll say it with so much assurance assurance and confidence of like, you know what? I just love being by myself. I don't need to be around other people. I'm just a lone wolf. When in reality, I think it's not as simple as that. I feel like a lot of us actually do crave human connection and we are very lonely. But the thing is, is that connecting with other people is so dysregulating because of how ableist our society is and because of these types of stereotypes and because of how much it takes to mask. It's so tiring and dysregulating that we would prefer to have time by ourselves to feel regulated than to put ourselves in that extreme fight or flight in order to connect with other people and socialize. Because sometimes it's not even worth it because of how dysregulated you get. And with that being said, I feel like people should be a little bit more empathetic and understanding that it's really not that simple and that if you have anyone in your life who is autistic and who tends to keep to themselves or who tends to opt out of 
socializing or interactions or hanging out to not give up on them and to not make the assumption that they don't want to be around you. I want you to try to at least inquire and to ask them, okay, is there a way I could make more space for you to feel more comfortable when it comes to hanging out with me? Little things like my friends asking me if I would like it better to not make eye contact with them. Little things like that make such a big difference because once your autistic loved one can begin to say, yeah, now that you asked, there are some things that would be super helpful if you accommodated for. And it makes me feel more comfortable to be able to come out more often and to hang out with you guys more often and be connected to community more often. And this is why it's so important to educate ourselves about these types of topics because it's more than just the autistic person's job to be able to figure out what their autism means and what they want to do about it. This also requires other people in our lives, autistic or not, to be able to understand how we're affected how we work and therefore how to accommodate for us because there's a reason why so many autistic people struggle with depression and loneliness because we so strongly crave to connect with others but the way our world is set up makes it essentially impossible to be able to have relationship with others and to connect with others without losing our sense of sanity or our health please, please, please take this as an encouragement to ask your autistic loved ones ways that you can show up for them and ways that you can accommodate them and keep your eye out for how much more often they feel encouraged to connect with you. Let me know in the comment section down below if you have had any experiences with being infantilized or if someone just didn't know how to interact with you altogether because they didn't know how to perceive you as a human being being outside of their ideas of what autism means. And I'd be curious to know as well how that makes you feel because all too often we talk about what we go through, but I feel like it's very uncommon for us autistics to be asked how we feel about what we go through. And so let me know how it impacts you emotionally to not be seen as a person and for who you are, but to always have to be answering under someone's projections of you or labels and ideas of who you're supposed to be. I definitely think there's strong correlations between being autistic and having multiple ego deaths throughout your life. I'm going to be making a video on that I think next week or next next week, sometime this month, going into a deep dive on the autistic experience and ego deaths. So stay tuned for that. Thank you guys again for tuning in on today's video and being able to openly share your experience if you end up doing that. With that being said, make sure you guys take some time today to regulate yourself. I will see you on the next video. Bye guys.